Lord, prepare me a sanctuary pure and holy, tried and true. Oh, we thanksgiving. How be our living sanctuary for you? Lord, prepare me, Lord, prepare me our sanctuary.
Father, we thank you this hour. Lord, we bless your holy name, Lord. We bring ourselves unto you this morning, Lord. We ask of you, Father, reach out to our life this morning in the name of Jesus. My Lord and my Father, that which you have for each and every one of us, Lord, we have come into your presence to receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, because I know you are going to do us good, that at the end of this service, we have a cause and reason to glorify your name in the name of Jesus. Father, I'll offer myself unto you as a vessel or everything, or Lord, in my life that is not glorify your name. Father, let it be taken out in the name of Jesus. Father, porch me and cleanse me at this hour. Pass through me, O God, and minister your word to your people. And let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this privilege you have given me. My Lord and my Father, my God, thank you for everything. I like your word, how to say it to Lord, because I know you are so good. You are going to do good in our life tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for everything. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Can we go to Genesis chapter 3? Somebody, a fast reader. Can we take Genesis chapter 1 to the end? Chapter 1, Genesis, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to the end. Sorry. Which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden, and the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig, fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me, with me, to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. 
And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did it. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon the belly thou shalt go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between the, thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the, in the sweat of thy face, shall thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it was thou taken for dust thou art and unto dust shall thou return and adam called his wife's name eve because she was the mother of all living unto adam also and to his wife did the lord god make coats of skins and clothed them and the lord god said behold the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword which turned everywhere to keep the way of the tree of life. Praise the Lord. May God bless the reading of his words in Jesus' name. You know the story of Adam and Eve. God fixed them there in a garden to take care of that garden. And everything is moving on well with them. There is no problem. There is no hardship. There is nothing that they want that they cannot have it there. But only one tree that God said that you should not eat from that tree. That was the tree that the enemy deceived them and they went in and eat from that tree. And that become the fall of Adam and Eve. That is why everything that God have blessed them with it, they hand it over to the enemy and now they are suffering. Praise the Lord. Because this passage tells us about what happened when in Genesis 3.1, first of all, he says that what now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals. The Lord God has made, he said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden, which means there is a doubt. He put doubt in the life of a woman. He put doubt up to now when anything that you are doing and there is doubt in it, Based on the word of God, because God has given us his word, and we have the spirit of God inside us. When anything you are doing, 
and you doubt the word of God, we make you to fall into the hand of the enemy. Because there is doubt here. When the enemy besieged Eve in that chapter, say that, did he say so? And secondly, we find out that there is almost seven things that happen in that passage. There is doubt. There is addition to the word of God. Whether there is addition or subtraction is a sin. Because of sin, man fell. Because they disobeyed God. Anything that God said, don't do it. And when you disobey that word, is a sin. Hallelujah. We make you to fall into sin. Because that's what happened. In that the same passage, we have that there is contradictions of the word of God. Let's see that Genesis 3, 2 to 3. What did the 2 to 3 say? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit from the tree in the garden. But God did said, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. Did God say so? That they should not touch it. He said that she added her own. You know, when you added the word of God, when God is saying that this thing, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to move in that direction. I don't want you to misbehave in that direction. This is what I am saying. Don't do this. When you fail to hearken to the commands of God, you are sinning. You are adding. Not that you are subtracting. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy 12, 32. Can someone help me read Deuteronomy 12? Twelve thirty-two. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 32. Yeah. What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. You see, that is when that thing came in. The Bible said that whatsoever I commanded you to do, don't add, neither subtract from it. But here we find out in the life of this woman, Eve, what happened? She added. God did say so. Anything that God did not say, it, please don't add it. Because when you add it, you are committing sin. And there is no two way about it. And that brings the fall of that generation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can find see that Deuteronomy 4 today. But we cannot read it contradiction. You contradict the word of God in verse 4. That Genesis 4. We will dwell a little bit in that contradicting the word of God. Hallelujah. You find out that people are contradicting the word of God. Genesis 3, 4. He said, you will not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, you will not settle in die. Is that what God say? 
he contradicts the word of God. God said, if you eat of that tree, you will die. And when God says you will die, it means you will die. There is no way, there is no two way. But she says that she, the serpent contradicted the word of God to her. Say, no, if you eat it, what did he say? You will not die. Hear what the enemy was telling her. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eye will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Knowing good and evil. If you eat, you know, when Adam and Eve are in the garden, they know good. They know good. They don't know evil there. Because evil needs to be far away from them. Because God created man in the image of God and after his likeness. And there is no evil in the life of a man. And when there is no evil in the life of man, God put them there. They don't have any problem. They are enjoying their life. They lack nothing. They don't struggle in life. Everything that they need, they have it. All the animals that are gathering, they are standing, they stay with them. No one of them will harm them. Because everything was so fine. But what happened? When man fell, you've had the pronouncement. Animal, serpent became the enemy of a man. Snake, lion, they became a tiger. All of them became a they have a problem with a man. Man cannot be able to stand. But before, what happened? Because that time, everything was moving fine. All the wild animals are just a friends to them. They talk with them. They play with them. Nothing will happen. It's because of the fall of a man. Then everything, man lose that power. Man lose everything. Because God says that there are no goods. They know good. That tree that they eat is a forbidden tree. Many a times you find out that there is something that you want to do in your life. And you know that that thing is contrary to the word of God. Something can enter someone and tell him, hey, look at it. Let us go and do. Let us go to party. Let us go and eat this. That those things that God had. When you take those things, then you open yourself up and you know you have sinned against God and God is not going to be happy with you. And you have put yourself into sin. You went into death, physically, spiritual death, because anybody that disobeyed the word of God, any man that disobeyed the word of God, that person sinned against God. And the sin will lead to destruction we lead to death. There is no two way about it. Except a man repents of it. There is no way out. I think Adam and Eve noticed this and they came back to God. Definitely God is going to forgive them. But what happened when you are reading? They run away from the presence of God. That's what sin can make a man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we see Romans 6? Romans 6, 20, 22, 23. 
He said, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slave of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. When they sin, you know, when they are living, they became a slave to God. They are living for God. They are doing holiness, righteousness. They are standing by the word of God. You know that that one will lead them to eternal life. But when a man fell, when man sinned, the salary of that sin that you committed is dead. The salary of sin, the wages, which means you work sin, the end of it, they will pay you debt. The end of it, they will pay him debt. So can we take stock of our life? Because most of the time, we are doing the same thing. That's the same thing that Adam they did. The same thing is happening. Because you find out that today is Sunday, everybody goes to church, but are we are we a slave to God or are we a slave to sin for Satan? Because anybody that have sinned has become a slave to Satan. But anybody that stand right was a slave to God. You know, before Adam and Eve are slaves to God, but when sin come into their life, deceive them. They work against God. They sin against God. They break that commandment. They became a slave to sin. And the end of it is dead. God does not create hell to anybody. God does not bring death to anybody. But thank God Jesus comes into the world and he make a way for us. Anybody that comes to him, many of us, yeah, we give our life to Jesus Christ, but what are our lifestyle? Are we still living in sin? Are we still living in sin? Are we still sinning up to now? The Bible said I can sin. Can, can we continue in sin so that grace will abound? God forbid. Way that we are washed from sin, can we continue in it? Bible said God forbid. But you find out that in the church, in the body of Christ, you find now that many things are happening in the church, in the body of Christ. Find out that other churches, you find out that all the People are just mixing with themselves. The female and the male commit all kind of moral, immoral things in the church. They came to the church. They are in the church. They are part of the church. Or you find out that you are a lady. Before you get a job, somebody will tell you, Hey, my dear, if you really want this job, let me go out with me for dinner. Go out with him for dinner before he will give you that job. Does not really mean only for dinner, eat dinner and disappear. Oh. He needs something from you too. Which he needs something from you. If a man takes you out before he will give you that job. Most of the days, many things are happening. You find out that girls, that's what they are doing. They commit sin so that they can get something that at the end of the day, you will perish. The Bible said, what is it that will profit you? What is it? It's better for you to wait on God. Let God give you that job. Wait on him. 
Even though it tarry, wait. A job that God will give you, a fine job, without you messing up with your life. Because when the enemy will send somebody to mess you up, there is something in your life that the enemy wants to take it away. You see, other men, if when he make them to sin, the glory of God, there is no presence of God. He sent them out. They are on their own. They make things so hard, everything. When God created them, everything, they lack nothing. But because of the sin, all those things vanish away. He wants something from them. He doesn't want to be alone. When you give your life to anyone, you give yourself to any man to mess up with you, then that thing will he steal your virtue, he steal your glory. And the end of it, you perish. Not only ladies, even the men. Your friend will say, hey, test this thing small, test that one small. Your body, you take it in. What God hates, he said, don't eat this thing, don't touch this thing. You went ahead and touched it. Let me try it small. Let me see how it is. When you try that thing small, something happens in your life. Spiritually, something takes place. That thing that you touch small, take that which God has put in your life. Satan take it away and he give you that small sin. He give you that small, that test of sin. You want to be belong with the children of the world. You don't know how special you are. Adam and Eve, they don't know what God has put in their life. They don't know how special they are in the eyes of God. If they know how God created them, what God has put in their life, they could have not even, even started. Hallelujah. 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 1 Corinthians 3, 16 to 17. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 to 17. He said, don't you know that you yourself are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroy God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is secret, and you together are that temple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, you yourself, you are the temple. You are that temple of God. Adam and Eve, God created them. The whole body of a human being, you, are, you belong to him. So when you take something small, you defy that body. That God have created, God will depart. The Spirit of God will leave to you on your own. He will leave to you. That's what happened. When God will come down and have fellowship with Adam and Eve, what happened? When they sin, they start running away from the presence of God. Once someone started committing, he will not enjoy having fellowship again. You find out that that person will be picking out, running away from the presence of God. Instead of you to run back to God and cry out for mercy so that God will deliver you. 
this morning that God is making a highway, a highway to us. Can we still live our life in sin? That highway will not, we will, will not pass through that highway. Because God wants to take us back originally what he has prepared for us. The original plan of God concerning a man. Then we must drop every sin, anything that looks sin, look like sin, whether it's sin. Drop it out. Drop it away so that you go back to that special place that God has put for you. You know that garden that God did, put many things there. It is the home that God put Adam and Eve there. Beautiful, he dressed everything. You enjoy the fellowship with them. And when they eat that thing, what happened? They realize that they are naked. Their eye gets open. When your eye gets open, open, because sin makes your life, your eye open. When somebody was asking, he said, how can he know that he was doing the will of God so that he can do the will of God? Say, your father, when you know what your father hates, can you hate that sin? Because if you do not hate what your father hates, you enjoy it, you admire it. You know, that's what happened to Adam and Eve in the garden. They don't hate it. When God said, don't, it means don't. And they admire that which God said, don't. They fall in. Run away when God says, don't touch. It means don't touch. Don't go that area. I'll find out our youth these days. They enjoy the company of sin. Company, those that keep company. Say you, you cannot, they shine your eyes now. This carrying Bible, this church, church, church thing. What will he, where will he carry you? That is the language of Satan. That is the tactics of the enemy. So that he wants to steal you. He wants to destroy you. Satan don't have anything good in his agenda, in his record. He don't have anything good. Because he has only three missions. Came to steal, steal your life, steal you out from the presence of God. He steal Adam and Eve. He deceived them and he stole them away out of the presence of God where you are enjoying, where there is presence of God, where the glory of God is there all the time. That glory will left you when you commit sin because God will not share his glory with any man. And God cannot stay inside where there is dirty. Because sin is a dirtiness. God cannot look it second time. Hallelujah. God wants us to, he wants to take us back. So that we can be able to bring the kingdom of God here on this earth. Adam and Eve, they are on this earth. They are the ones that God put them there as a God on this earth to control the affairs of this earth control everything God wants to give us as his children but he wants us to cleanse ourselves purge yourself bring repentance before him 
so that he can take you there again, so that you can be able to bring the kingdom of God here on earth. So that you can, when you say a thing, it shall come to pass. You know, when God is creating all this, what happened? When he creates all those things, he gives it to Adam, name it. When he named it, that thing, Stan, was Tampa. That's how God wants us. If we can decide from our heart to follow God, to drop sin, then whatever we say, God will carry his thumb and put, say, right on. What you are saying is right. It will come to pass. Hallelujah. 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 Let's see Galatians 5, 1921. 5, 1921. I, I read. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. We are talking all these things. We are talking about Adam and if they eat forbidden fruit. What are you, you yourself doing now? Are you not doing the same thing that which God be, that which God say he don't want? What are they? All of them, they are seen. All of them, they are going the same way. If we can only drop those things. You see, when you do all these things, the Bible said that all those that do these things will not inherit. We not inherit. We not inherit the kingdom of God. People will gather in the church. They hear preaching every day, in, out. In, in, day in, day out. Every day you are in the church. But what are your lifestyles? All this envy, jealousy. It's not, there is no big sins in the, in the agenda of God. Sin is a sin. It's not that when you sleep with a man before it's a sin. He named them here, drunkenness and such. There are many other things. What the Bible says, he don't want it. When God says, I don't like it, I hate it. Can you maintain? Don't allow to your friend, don't allow any man to give you another gospel than this one. Because any other gospel apart from the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, we end us 
in hell. We end us in debt. Because that is the salary of that sin. We bring death to a life of a man. And when man cannot think rightly, it's because of the sense of sin that block his thinking. It's said to think right, to work right, to know your priority. There is nothing like that. Sin normally blocks the mind of people. You are seeing something that people need to think it. This is what they're supposed to do. But their thinking is just contrary. When you sit with unbelievers, when you hear they talking, they cannot think beyond their nose. At times I would be imagining what kind of thing is that? It is in their nature. They can't just think right because sin. The Bible said that sin is a reproach to any man, to any family. When sin enters a man, the man becomes a reproach to God. Sin. Why is it that we continue talking about sin, 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 and we are not ready to change our way? There is no time. There is no time. When you are living on this, just leave it. That today is your last day. Don't allow agent of Satan to block you from entering into the kingdom of God. Don't allow Satan because some people will come as the angel of life but what they are presenting to you, you know that it is contrary to what God is saying. Run for your life especially at this season. Many things are happening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will deliver us in Jesus name. Can we see it? Second Timothy 2 12 15. Second Timothy 2 12. Second Timothy 2 12 15. Second Timothy chapter 2. 12. From verse 12 to 15. Yeah. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he, will, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things, put them in remembrance charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. He said, if we endure endurance, in this earth, we need that endurance. Adam and Eve, if you do not eat that fruit, what will happen? They are living. If they do not eat, will they die? Then why can't they endure and wait patiently for God's words? Because that's what God says. Why is it that somebody will come out from nowhere, you don't know him, and tell you that if you eat this thing, you will become like God? 
Are they no gods? They are. God put them on this earth. They are the gods of this earth. Before they hand over the God's ship to Satan. That's why Satan become the god of this world. But they are the gods. Because Satan wants to rob them of being that god. Want them to steal it from them. That's what happened. So they agree with him. And he take over. He became the god. Must you hear what somebody outside is telling you apart from your father? If you have a son, you have a daughter, and you tell them that this is it, don't do this, don't do that. But when they prefer to listen to say a stranger outside, then that was the beginning of their fall. Which means they don't trust their father, neither trust your mother. If, especially if your mother, she's born again. She's a daughter of God. She's a child of God. You have a cause to listen to her. Because she will never lead you astray. Mm -mm. She will not. But if it is an unbeliever mother, maybe, you know some of the mothers, the way they push their children, they don't mind. You go out and sell yourself, bring the money. You don't have cause to obey her. You write down, obey this word of God. The word of God. And you have no apology whatsoever because you are obeying God. You are obeying God. And the higher authority on this earth is to obey God. Even your mother, if she is a pastor, but if I ask you to do something that is contrary to the word of God, please disobey me. Obey this word of God. We obey the Bible. Because it is the battle over your soul. It's a fight between your soul. Because God wants to take, Satan wants to take your soul. That's what happened. When they obey that man, the stranger, that serpent, that's exactly what happened. They disobey their father, the one that created them, the one that put them in church there. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We talk about misinterpretation of the word of God. Find out in Genesis 3, 5, the interpretation. Then you can still, let us read John 8, 44. John 8, 44. John 8.44 Yeah. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning. Not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he's a liar and the father of lies. You belongs to your father, the devil. When he lies, he speaks his native language, native language. 
You know, everybody has his own native language. The one that you know, gong gong, it is your native language. And Satan, any man that lies, he is just speaking the language of Satan. There is no two way about it. Because that's what the Bible says. You are still practicing. You hear what he said? You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. Because that is the desire of the devil. When you are lying, you know that you are carrying out the desire of your father. Then you make him say, my father is the devil. Because you are carrying this thing. Nobody. Hallelujah. Because when your father is God, because God is true, there is no lying inside him. He is true. So when you begin to make up your mind to live your life based on what the Bible is saying, drop those things that God wants us to drop and claim, claim all these ones that God is happy when we are doing it, then we know that you are doing, you are fulfilling the desire of your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a temptation to transgress. That's what happened with Adam and Eve. There is a temptation to transgress the law of God. In that passage that we write, in Genesis 3.6, so can we see 2 Corinthians 11, 3? Temptation. They have not transgressed yet, but there is a temptation. In every life as we are living, the enemy will bring that temptation for you, and you need to decide to say yes or no to fall into it. 2 Corinthians 11, 3. 2 Corinthians 11.3 Yeah. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Mm -hmm. As Eve was deceived by the serpent, corny, your mind may somehow be led as from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Hallelujah. Because the enemy have set a trap. And don't allow yourself to fall into that trap. 1 Timothy 2.14 1 Timothy 2.14 1 Timothy First Timothy 2 14. Yeah. And Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. Hmm. See, Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. Does that give Adam a guarantee? Does that give Eve guarantee to walk without that pronouncement upon her head? No, it doesn't. Adam gets his own part of punishment of committing that sin. Even if 
has her own. The serpent has his own. So you can't just tell God, no, it is because Mr. A, Konami, 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 make me to do this. You have no excuse whatsoever. You have no excuse to fall into that. Because when if uh, Adam was saying, no, it's not me, it's her, she do it, this. This one said, no, it is not. If was saying, no, it is not, it is the serpent. They don't have excuse. When you commit that sin, you don't have any excuse to fall into that sin. When you fall into that sin, you must pay. And that is it. Except you cry out to God for mercy to deliver you. Hallelujah. Transgressions of the word of God. That's what happened with Adam and Eve. The result of the, that transgression is, can we see Romans 5, 12. That's where we read. Romans 5, 12 to 16. Romans 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace which is by one man, Jesus Christ, had abounded unto many. And not as, as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Through one man. And there is through one man, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, that everyone needs to run to so that all these things will be taken away out of our way in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, when that sin enters, a man lost his physical, spiritual, and internal life. Lost the spiritual relationship with God. Lost physical and internal life. You remember that God normally comes to them in the garden to have fellowship. They lost that physical because of sin. When any man lives his life, continually in sin. 
this is what will happen. He will lose all this benefit. You will lose your spiritual, physically, and internally. End of everything is hell. This spiritual behavior is not there. Only physical. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And anything that you want to do, you find out that it's not working. Isaiah 90, 59, 59, Isaiah 59, 59, 2, 59 verse 2, say, but your iniquity have separate you from your God. Your sin have hindered his face from you so that he will not hear you. There is separation. When you call on God, he will not hear you because you lost that contact. You lost that relationship. When you cry, accept cry of repentance and mercy. That was the only cry that God will hear when man falls. Hallelujah. Communication with God. You see in Genesis 3, that's where we read, 8 and 9, what happened? Can we go there? Communication. Communication with God. Man lost it because of sin. Genesis 3, 8, 9. Communication lost. He was calling Adam, Adam, when they sing. Hey, when they hear his voice coming, was saying, ah, where is my fellow people, Adam and Eve in the garden, coming down so that they can have fellowship. They pick rest. They run away from the presence of God. Instead of them to run back to him and tell him what happened and repent of it. You think that God will not forgive them? But they rolled away. They rolled away. So this is the lifestyle that we still have. Because if we sin, he said of us to run back to him. He will forgive us no matter how depth the sin is. He will forgive us. If we have not sinned up to death, he will forgive us no matter how deep it is. Don't run away outside the presence of God. Don't run away from the glory of God. God wants us. He still loves us. He died for us. He paid the price. If you are still living your life in sin, can you run back to him? He is ready to accept you back when you really come with a pure heart. Hallelujah. Fellowship with animals. When they sin, those animals, where I do, 
God chased them out. Everything was scattered. The play that they used to play with the lion tiger was not there again. That's why today you can't just go see snake, you want to play with snake. When you see tiger, you want to play with it like before. The tiger will tear us into pieces. We lost that because of sin. Adam and Eve, they lost it. And even we ourselves, we cannot because of sin. But God wants us now to take us back that we become a God even to all these animals. You give a command. They will hear you. Mesha, Shadrach, and Abednego, what happened? Throw them in the den of the lion. Those are the people we are talking. Make up your mind. Daniel, what? Make up your mind. God wants to take us to that original, original garden. That animal we bow when we say, tell them, shut up, they will shut up. Because God wants us to become the gods on this earth. Hallelujah. So that we can take care of everything, put everything in place before he's coming. He is coming very soon, and we must fix things properly. We ourselves, we need to make up our mind and drop all these things. It's sin that will not make us to command lion, to tell him to shut up and shut up. If you try, he will pieces you. Why? Because we ourselves, those people, Daniel, did they have two heads? Just go before God. They are the gods in their time. Why not you? Why not me? Can we trust God and believe him and drop all those things so that we will bring back those things that we lost, that we lost because of sin, that those things are fighting us? His full dominion over all things. Can we see Psalm 8? Psalm 8, 5, 6. Psalm 8, 5, and 6. This is what God wants us here on earth. To crown you with glory and honor. So that you will rule over the works of his hands. What are the works of his hands? Those lion and tiger, are they not works of his hands? What are the things that you think that they are so hard, they are so difficult, it can't happen? What are those things? This is what God wants us to rule them and put everything because we are the one here. Because greater is he that is in us when you have him. Tell me, 
When greater is he that is in you, tell me what is it that will stand on your way? What is that thing? Except when greater is he is not in here. But when that greater is in here, there is nothing. When he say nothing, I mean nothing. And that is where God wants to take us back. So that we can have dominion on everything. Every works of his hands. Hallelujah. Freedom. You see, man lose that freedom. He lost it. And God wants us to have that freedom from Satan. Satan cannot torment us. Satan cannot keep on bringing one thing or the other in our life. Satan will not stand on our way. It's because of disobedience. That's why Satan, his hand is so high. John 14, 30. We'll quickly round up. John 14, 30. John 14, yeah, 30. What did he say? Say, for the priests of this world comment and find nothing. When the priests of this war come to you, supposed to find nothing. When he find nothing in you, then you become freedom from him. He cannot torment you. He cannot steal from you. He cannot harass you because there is nothing that is of his that can harass you. God wants us to become. Let him look at us. When Satan look at your life, he find nothing. Let Satan find nothing. Then you become free from Satan. But when there is something that when Satan we find in our life, we are not free yet. And what is that thing? It's only sin. Sin. God wants us to be above sin. So that Satan will be free from Satan. Satan will look at us. You know the story of Job. God is boasting about him. Not that just commits you know, but God just wants to show the devil that he has no right. That's what happened. Happens to him. But in the real sense, Satan came really. He find nothing in Job. When God lets him say, okay, he says, hey, is it not because you cover this, you do this for him? Yes, because when there is no sin in you, God will stand by you and he will protect you. It's only those when you commit that sin, the hitch will be broken. But concerning Job, there is nothing like that. It's just a debate. Satan wants to. He said, I'll try now and see whether he will steal. You will find sin in him. Satan do what all that he did in his life, 
He didn't see any snake. He said, really, this one is true. Job, the last end of Job became more than the beginning, what happens to him. All those things that the enemy temper and temper and temper, God bring them hundredfold. That's what God wants for. Even if God wants to boss about somebody, say, ha, can you consider this my daughter? Can you consider this my child? He's shown every evil. Can he boss about you? Then when you reach that age, it's God that was standing and beating his chase about you. Second Corinthians four four. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four. Paul four says that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So that they cannot see the light of the gospel, that they display the glory of Christ. It's for unbelievers, the God blinded their heart so that you cannot be able to see the light. But as a child of God, as children of God, the devil, you will be free from him. He can't blind your eyes because you are seeing the light of God. Hallelujah. Because you are free from all his blinding. He can't touch you. He can't blind you because you have him. You have Jesus. You are right standing with him. You can find us in six, uh, Ephesians 6, 10, 12. Perfect God consciousness. Can we see Genesis 2, 25? Genesis 2, 25. Genesis 2, 25. Say, and Adam and his wife were both naked. And they felt not ashamed. Both of them, they are naked, but they don't feel ashamed. Why? Because the perfect God consciousness is with them. But when they commit sin, what happens? They feel ashamed. They know that they are naked. They run out, went out and looked for something to cover themselves. That consciousness of God we depart from the life of a man when he go into sin. Any man that went into sin, the consciousness of God, that's why at times they will do something without comes. It doesn't shake them, doesn't move them. God is calling us. And the full power to do good. We find that in Genesis 6, 5 to 7. Let's see Romans 5. Roman 5, 
full power to do good. Romans 7. Romans 7, 15 to 20. Romans 7. to say that for I do not do the good I want to do. Why? Because sin is there. When it's sin in the life of a man, we not allow him to do that good that he wanted to do. He says that for say this I keep on doing. 20 say now if I do what I do not want to do, it is not longer I who do it but it is living inside me. He said, power, full power to do good. Man lost it. Man lost it because of a sin. When there is sin, you cannot be able to have that power to do that good that you want to do. Hallelujah. And perfect self-control, you know, right to get that tree of life that God is talking about. Man lost it. The tree of life. When you lost that tree of life, when Adam and Eve lost that tree of life, they sent them out of the garden. And that garden is home. There is a home, there is a place that God prepared for you. If you are still living your life the way you are living in sin, then there is a chesting out. You see the way God sent them out? And his glory will not be in your life. Because when you are a child of God, you will live your life based on the word of God. The glory of God will go with you. Anywhere you are going, you carry the presence of God. Because you are like container. God knows that you are serving him. There is nothing that is unholy inside your life. When there is something that is unholy in your life, the glory of God, God will fill you with his own glory. Anything that you are looking in life, though will be opened up to you. 
because you are carrying him. You cannot carry the king of kings and enter into a place and they will shut you out. He has the key. The life of a king, all the kings, the president, whatsoever they are, is in his hands. And when you are carrying him inside you, tell me, what is that thing will stand on your way? When you carry Jesus, you carry the glory of God, you are going with his glory everywhere. Nothing. That's what God wants to fill us again at this season. He wants us to empty, to empty us all those things. You have this one that he has made a highway. He was bulldozing. So that he can take us in. Into our glory. Take us in. Only if you are ready for him. If you are ready for him now. You can say, Lord, here am I. Can we begin to stand on our feet at this hour and begin to answer the call of God? Look inward. Look into your life. See what is those things that are being a hindrance on our life. What are the things that we are doing that the glory, the Lord himself, have departed from us? Or what are the things, maybe physically we're in the church, but our mind is not in the church. We have run away like Adam and Eve. You know, when they commit that sin, when they hear the voice of God, what happened? They start hiding themselves. They run away from the presence of God. Maybe you are in the church physically, but you are not. Your mind is far away, which means you yourself, you are running away from the presence of God because of one thing or the other in your life. Can you bring it before the throne of God? Because God wants to fill us again with his glory so that he can carry us to everywhere, to the nation. All over to go to the position, to office, to put us in throne so that we can be able to rule, to get dominion on this earth, to bring his kingdom down on this earth. And let the will of God be done. You can't go out. You can't bring the kingdom of God here on earth. When you yourself, you are full of things. How can God use you? God cannot put his oil in a container that is rotting. He cannot put his vessel. He cannot put his oil inside a container that is dirty. Can you ask God this hour? Say, God, here am I have come. Wash me, oh God, cleanse me from all these things, oh God. Ah, I am tired, oh God, of all this sin. I'm sorry. Have mercy on me, oh God. Have mercy and forgive me for all the lies, oh God. I'm a shinder, but I can't tell about shinder. For all the wayward life I'm living, for all the anger, all the strife, all the jealousy, I'm a cancer of a shinder. Call all of them and say, God, you have mercy upon you. Ask the Lord to forgive you. I'm a shinder, but I can't tell about shinder. Tell him that you have come this hour. You have come unto him. Let him wash you and cleanse you. Let him purge you from all those unrighteousness. In the name of Jesus, I ask him to refill you again. Ah, my Lord and my Father, here am I, O oh God. Father, here am I this hour. Mark and Tarabashinda, 
Asking to pour in his glory. Ah, his oil in your life. We talk about oil. You ask God, you want God to use you. You want God to take you out. Ah, my children, are you clean? That container that you want the oil of God to be there, except that container is clean and neat. Ah, my children, Keep me true, oh Lord Jesus. Keep me true. Keep me true, oh Lord Jesus. Keep me true. And there is a race I must run. There is a victory I must win. Give me grace all the time that I will stand. Keep me true, Lord. Keep me true. 